Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as usual, I give God glory and honor for being here with all of you on this episode number 238 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we are in Holy Week, and we need to talk about one of the events that led up to the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So please go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, and settle on in. Blaine encourages you, is coming to you with Judas and Jesus. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So as we mentioned in the introduction, we are in what Christians call Holy Week. Now, let me just preface that by saying that every day is holy. Every week is holy. And those of us who know the Lord state and Savior Jesus Christ and the pardoning of our sins, we should be holy every day, right? So uh, what I'd like to just point out is that this is the week uh, prior to Resurrection Day that we just set aside, especially to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for his ultimate and awesome sacrifice for all of us. So in that, we want to take a look at, and many people are taking a look at just the events that led up to the death the burial, and then the triumphant resurrection of Jesus. So with that, BCU fam, the Lord had put something on my heart and mind a good while back. And as I was thinking about what to talk to you all about this week, he reminded me of Jesus and how he treated people. And I think it's important for us to take a look back in the scriptures as to how he treated people and how that led up to or what the Lord brought to my attention as that led up to his crucifixion. So we have a couple of scriptures or more than a couple, a few scriptures we're going to take a look at. So if you have your Bibles with you, go to Matthew chapter five. We need to start there first. As a matter of fact, we're going to head down to verse number 43 and read through to verse number 48. Matthew chapter five, verses 43 through 48. All right, and it reads, Thou hast heard it, that thou shalt love 
thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same. And if you salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Verse 48 says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Now, BCU fam, these are words that the Lord has, I, I don't want to say constantly, but he has reminded me of very often and how we are to conduct ourselves as we walk through this life with people because we have to understand that we'll have enemies. We will have people who curse us or speak unwell of us. That's what that means. Uh, when someone curses you, they're, they're not speaking nicely of you. They're, they're slandering your name. They're saying things that are not right. Uh, do good to them that hate you. We're going to have people that hate us. We're going to have people who use us, right? And that are going to persecute us. So what Jesus is saying here is, is the antidote to what people are doing is that we've got to do the opposite and we've got to do it in love. So we are to love our enemies. Now, I'm going to say, BCU fam, that this is a tough one because when you know that someone is an enemy, to demonstrate love, it takes Jesus to do just that, to continue loving someone that is not treating you the right way, to continue to talk tenderly to them to display uh, what love is down on the inside to care for that individual. That takes Jesus. That takes the Holy Ghost. It really does. And that's why we have to have the Holy Ghost down on the inside. We have to be repentant, be baptized in Jesus name. And the scripture says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is something that we, we, we tarry for. We call in the name of Jesus until we speak in a heavenly language or speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. That's the first sign. That's the initial sign of the evidence of having the Holy Ghost. So we have to have that in order to do what we're talking about today. So with that, it says to bless them that curse you. Now, when we bless someone, that means to speak well of them. In the Greek, the word bless breaks down to eugilio, if my memory serves correctly. And eugilio, uh, we get our English word eulogy. 
And typically in a eulogy, you are speaking well of that individual that has passed on. So what this is saying here is, is that we're to speak well of those who curse us. So just because someone is saying or doing something uh, that is contrary to the right behavior, we're to speak well of them. Now, it doesn't say that we don't speak the truth. Now, obviously, we may need to acknowledge that that person has said something or what have you. We want to be led of the Lord. We don't want to call them names. We don't want to speak of them uh, in an ill way. That's what the scripture says. Now, the third part of that verse says to do good to them that hate you. Ooh, BCU fam. When you know somebody doesn't like you, when you know that they do, <laughs> when, when you know that they have it out for you, we are to do good. So, and to them, so we still need to be good to them. And see what happens is, is that in our flesh, we feel like that that person is getting away with something or that they may feel that we're a punk or whatever the terminology is in your mind. The scriptures say, no, we're going to do good. And then the last thing that Jesus says here in this 44th verse is to pray for them, which despitefully use and persecute you. So that means that there's going to be some persecution and that there's going to be people who use us and that we're to pray for them. And the reason that Jesus said to do that comes up in verse number 45 that says that we may be children of your father, which is in heaven. And see, Jesus said here that he makes his son to shine or to rise on the evil and the good. So whoever is good or whoever is evil, you know, the Lord just doles out what he wants to because that's what he does. So the, the, the son or good things happen to both, to the good and to the evil. So he's going to take care of that. I at one point was the evil and the sun rose on me and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for his mercy and keeping me till I got to be on the good side. So he's going to take care of that. And he also sends rain on the just and the unjust. So the Lord knows what to do, how to do it, how to meet it out. He's going to take care of all of that. So we want to be called the children of our father, which is in heaven. And that's important because uh, otherwise we're not his children and his children don't get to reign. Uh, if you're not one of his children, rather, you don't get to reign with Jesus. And that's not what we're looking for. Amen. So we want to make sure that we are doing what the Lord says to do. And then on top of that, Jesus says, so if we love them, verse 46, which love us, where's our reward? What's the reward in just loving people that love us? And I've heard this uh, before. I know the feeling of wanting to do this. And it's easy to love those who love us, but there's no reward in that. The reward is when we love those who don't love us. And then he goes on to say, Jesus goes on to say, do not the publicans do the same. Now, for those of you all who haven't uh, study publicans. Ooh, I tell you all, it's 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 some really deep commentary there. Publicans were tax collectors, and tax collectors were in that time the most despised people, <laughs> one of the most despised groups uh, in Rome because what they did was is that they went around taxing people uh, three, four, five times what something was worth. They could walk up to you and like what you had on and, and throw a tax on you. And if you refuse to pay it or try to give them a hard time, you could be sold. Your family could be sold. Possessions could be sold. And very often the tax collectors, because they were extortioners, they would often, you know, charge you more money than they should take part of it for themselves 
and give part to the Roman government or what have you. So it was a big, uh, it was a, <laughs> when I think about a BCU fam, <laughs> y'all hear me chuckling because I think about tax collectors now and I don't know anyone who enjoys a tax collector. No one does, even in modern times. So uh, although things are supposed to be a lot more fair than they were in that time, a little bit more regulated, but nonetheless, nonetheless, we won't go there. But what I'm saying is, is that uh, tax collectors and tax collecting, it was a big business. Uh, it was something to not be aspired to and publicans were hated. So if publicans who were despised and hated loved among themselves, we who have Jesus down on the inside, we should be doing more than that is what the Lord is saying. And then here's this other part, verse number 47. If you salute your brethren only. Now, salute means to, to greet or to only be with those who you enjoy. So I'm not talking to them because they're not talking to me. I've heard this, you know, out of Christian mouths and I understand it. I understand the, the feeling of it. We have to allow the spirit of God to override that. And, and I'm talking to myself as well. So we're not just to deal with people or to speak to people or to say hello to people who we enjoy that say hello to us. We're supposed to make sure that we are saluting everyone that comes in our path. And verse 47 says, what do ye more than others? What are you doing more? And then Jesus mentions the publicans a second time. So the publicans do the same thing. So if they are of the world, if they are the evil ones, if they're despised, if they don't know the Lord and they do this, what more should the people of God do? So we've got to come up, BCU fam. And then verse number 48 says, be therefore perfect, even as your father, which is in heaven is perfect. Now, perfect in the Greek doesn't mean that you do everything right. I know that that's our English word. When you look at it in the Greek, perfect means mature. So as we walk with Christ and as we grow in grace, we should mature to a point where we are not allowing the enemies, those that curse us, those that hate us, and those that despitefully use and persecute us to bring us down to the level of a publican. Amen. And here Jesus says, this is what we're doing your father is perfect. Your father's mature in what it is that he does. You need to be sure that you are doing the same thing. Now, Jesus did not just say these words and do other things. He actually walked this out. And we can see this throughout the scriptures. We can especially see it in Matthew chapter 26. And that's where we're going now. So Matthew 26, and then we're going to go to verse number 14. Let's start there. Uh, we'll go to verse number 13. 30. may do something a little different, but let's go from, again, Matthew 26, verse number 14, and then we're going to stop at verse 30, and then we're going to do a couple of additional scriptures. Give you a chance to get there, and then let's take what we learned in Matthew chapter 5 and apply it. Okay, Matthew 26, verse number 14. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests. And he said unto them, what will ye give me? And I will deliver him, meaning Jesus, unto you. And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. So Judas, one of the 12 disciples, was ready to betray Jesus. And verse number 16 bears witness and says, from that time he sought opportunity to betray 
him, meaning Jesus. Now, verse number 17 says, Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? So now it's, it's Passover, and the disciples are looking for a place. And then verse number 18 says, And he, meaning Jesus, said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. Now, I just have to stop right there because it's amazing. Jesus is just so good. And you can see here that he had already had this all set up because he's Jesus, because he's all-knowing, because he's so awesome. He already had this all planned and he knew whose house he was going to be in and knew to tell the disciples what house to go to and where the Passover would be held. I tell you, Jesus is just awesome. That verse just blesses me. Uh, verse number 19 says, And the disciples did as Jesus appointed them and made ready the Passover. So we're getting ready to have the Last Supper. This is just before Jesus is about to be betrayed. And now we're in verse number 20 of Matthew chapter 26. All right. And... Now, when the even or evening was come, he sat down with the twelve. And they did eat, he said, I'm sorry, and as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceeding sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? So all 12 of them asked that question. And Jesus answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Those are some strong words. BCU fam, coming from Jesus, strong word. So he said, this is going to happen. It's written. It's already in the scriptures and they have to be fulfilled. It's not going to be good for the man that actually carries out that betrayal. Verse number 25 says, then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, master, is it I? Jesus said unto him, thou hast said it. So I find it interesting, BCU fam, that everyone asked the question. And then Judas, it looks like, asked that question a second time. And Jesus said, you know, you've said it. And that no one, the scripture doesn't record any one of the disciples hearing this conversation or making any remarks about that. So it's just very interesting that Jesus knew, of course, and Judas knew but Jesus did not make a big kerfuffle about it. Did, did y'all notice that? You said it. It's all that he said. Did not say anything else. Did not decide to say anything to Judas about what he was doing. Did not get up in front of the disciples and point him out. Jesus didn't do that. You all see Matthew, Matthew chapter 5 coming to pass here? You all see that? Didn't do anything. What Jesus did do Verse number 26 says, and as they were eating, because they were eating, meal didn't stop. Jesus took bread and blessed it 
and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body. Jesus took the bread, blessed it, and he served the disciples. He gave it to the disciples. Hallelujah. It doesn't say to certain disciples. It doesn't say to 11 disciples. It doesn't say to the disciples besides Judas. He served all of the disciples. Oh, glory to God. You all see that? All of them. All of them. Verse number 27. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and gave it to them. Hallelujah, Lord, saying, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of hallelujah sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it with drink it new with you and my father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. So here, BCU fam, Lord, I thank you in here today. You see that Jesus continued to serve all of the disciples, including the disciple that was going to betray him. And Jesus did not miss anything. And what Jesus could have done because he had all power is that he could have stopped this from happening. And obviously it was in the scriptures and it had to be fulfilled. But I want you all to just see that Jesus, with all of his power, walked in meekness. Um, Jesus could have said something kind of snarky or or too or sarcastic and not that Jesus would because he's perfect. Right. In our flesh, you know, and, and us thinking about this, you know, this was a perfect opportunity for Jesus to say something. But because Jesus was about his father's business and doing things the way that his father would have them to be done, he didn't say anything. He just followed the will of God. And that is an example to us, BCU fam, that we may need to serve someone, take care of someone. We need to, may need to speak well of them. You can see that in Matthew chapter five. That's what we need to do. We have to follow the example that Jesus left for us. So there is that. There is that. And then even going further in Matthew chapter 26, skip down to verse number 47. We'll go to 47 through 50. Give you a chance to get there. Same Matthew 26. And now Jesus is about to be delivered to the, the chief priests and the elders. So verse number 47 says, And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he, hold him fast. And forthwith, Judas came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. Now, verse number 50 is what gets me, BCU fam. Listen to this. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, hallelujah, Lord, friend, friend, Wherefore art thou come? And they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Jesus knows everything, BCU fam. He knew that this was his time. And rather than say something wayward, Lord, I thank you, to Judas, hallelujah, rather 
than striking at him. Rather than making a spectacle, he called Judas friend. Do you all see that? He called him a friend. And obviously, BCU fam, that got to Judas because we know his end. You know, he didn't want the money anymore. And, and he ended up committing suicide. And so it, it didn't work out well for him in the end. And, and Jesus predicted that. He said, you know, woe unto the man that betrays. So uh, it wasn't going to be a good end. But what I'm saying here, BCU fam, and this is our lesson. And, and the Lord is talking to me first, uh, me first, <laughs> and, and all of you, is that in the midst of what's happening, and, and we're going to see this as the Lord is on his way back. We're going to be in situations where we will be persecuted in some way, shape, or form. For those of us that are holding fast to the gospel of Jesus Christ, people will say things. They will persecute. Uh, we're going to have that happening. People are going to uh, um, mock and ridicule us for our stand in Christ and for being holy because the world has gotten to a place where being holy is, is something that is, is peculiar. Now, that's peculiar peculiar in a good way for us, but to them, it, it's not right. We don't fit in and we're not supposed to. And we want to be sure that our actions are outside of what the world would be doing. I just watched this morning as I was getting ready to prepare for our podcast today, a gospel recording artist who was mocking, you know, someone who had a very powerful testimony. I, I couldn't even watch the entire clip because my heart was just vexed, you know, with that. And and this just tells of our character and how far away many of us have gotten from what God would tell us to do. Now, for those of you all are, oh, it's just a joke. And there are certain things, BCU fam, we shouldn't joke about at all. And testimonies are not something when someone is talking about uh, how the Lord has kept them and blessed them. That's not something that we should jest in and be um, laughing about. But nonetheless, I, I digress. What I am saying here is, is that our actions and how we do things, how we treat people, uh, it should line up with Matthew chapter five. And Jesus was our perfect example. And I know that we won't always get it right, but it's within us to do that, to make sure that we're doing what we can with the grace of God and with his help and with his strength to walk up right before him. Amen. And to make sure that we are loving on people, <laughs> that we are blessing or speaking well of them, that we're doing good to them and that we're praying for them, knowing that the Lord sees everything and that he will take care of it. We'll be offended, BCU fam. That's going to happen. But the Lord is going to take care of the offender. We just want to make sure that we are in right standing with God. And if Jesus can do this just before he's about to be betrayed and go to that cross for us, hallelujah, and, and stay in that grave three days and three nights and rise up again, hallelujah. If he did that for us, we can make sure that we are living our best lives uh, representing him here. Amen. Amen. We've got the example. We've got the blueprint. Let's follow it with God's help. So BCU family, I am prayerful that something was said here today that blessed you. And if so, I'd love to hear about it. So if you're not already on the blaincouragesyou.com site, please head there. There is a comment box and I would love for us to continue this conversation. 
All right, BCU fam. Well, it is time for me to get wrapped up here. Once again, this is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com. I want to thank you all so much for listening and for your prayerful support. And as we sign off until the next time that we are together, may our amazing God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace this holy week and throughout the remainder of this year as you stay on the wall.